I'm Tommy Beardmore. I'm Adam DiCarlo. And welcome to Before the Break, a podcast for actors by actors. Brought to you by Book It. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode, a new year of Before mm-hmm. the Break. Tommy, how are you? Happy New Year. It's been a I'm minute. I'm good, I'm good. Well, you and I both flew in essentially late last night, so we're I think zombies. we crossed each other. We sure did. I waved. I don't know if you um, saw me, but uh, it's fine. Um, I'm good. What a, what a year. Uh, we have such a great year planned, but man... Um, I just came from Christmas where everyone got COVID. Um, hey, it's all right. Thank God I was. Someone's got to ruin Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. It's ruined in different ways. This year it was COVID, and last year it was COVID. And <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Yeah. Good. I'm very tired. I've been up since like 10 a.m. California time yesterday. I don't. God yeah. bless you. You know, I, and I tell you, we're good. You, you never want to say to someone, "Hey." You look tired, but <laughs> but in this case, you do. You I look do. so tired, and that's okay. Oh that's God. okay. You know, at least no one could see you. Oh wait, we are recording. We're going to keep trucking on though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. We've got a lovely. Well, happy New Year, man. Yeah, you too. Yeah, uh, we are very excited to meet our guest this week. As an actor, you've seen him in recurring roles on Tyler Perry's The Haves and Have Nots. The other two in succession. He's also been on FBI International, Kimmy Schmidt and Law and Order SVU. He's also a filmmaker and a prize-winning bodybuilder. Please welcome to the show Brock Yurick. What's well, up, hello. Brock? Hi, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Thank How you are you? Happy me. New Year. Happy New Year. How's Ohio? Brock. Yeah, where are you currently? I am in New Philadelphia, Ohio. You know what? Ohio has the most incredible town names. And, and for some reason, Ohio has like all the, the names of different like con- countries and cities that you'd know, like Dublin, Ohio, yes. uh, Lima. Uh, <laughs> what else? Like there's there's like, a I don't know, an Amsterdam, Ohio. There's uh-huh. just all sorts of where are you from? Do people Dublin? like, oh, my God, really? And you're like, it's just it's all. Yeah, I'm from Dublin. Dublin, Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but you're a Midwest guy uh, born and bred. Yes. And how was that growing up? Talk to me about your past. It was great. Uh, I I love I love Ohio. I love where I'm from. I love my hometown. And um, I will say that it has become like having been back here the past couple of years. It's been I've been very very impressed with how progressive it has become. Like people yeah. have become a lot more open minded, and <clears throat> you know. Um, it's no, no, no place is perfect, obviously. And no place is going to be 100% anything, but um, it is like, it's pretty, it's pretty great to be back. Honestly, like it's been really nice to be with my family, close to my family. I have my little apartment here. That's like crazy cheap. <laughs> like, you, got I, a, you, you came back as opposed COVID, to New York city. And you, yeah, you really? Um, yeah. So you, you came back Brock and you stayed for a bit. I, I stayed for a year. Yeah. You came back and you actually got an apartment and yeah, really, it, it just sort of has worked out that way. I, I, you know, yeah, well, the New York city shut down in March and 
I was like, I'm out. I'm not, I don't know what's happening. And I'm going to, I'm not about to be stuck in my two marches ago, by the way. Two marches. Right. Yeah. Mar- yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <gasps> so I was like, I'm out. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Right. It's been that long. So yeah, I was like doing the math. I'm like, Oh my God, I've been in Ohio for almost two years. And so it's, it, it is wild to think about, but yeah, I was just like, I just got out of New York and I came to Ohio and I kind of hung out at my parents' house for a while and then I found my own place. I found this little apartment here and I walked in and the lady she was showing me around and I was like, oh my God. Oh, she's like, yeah, this is our one bedroom. It's our little thing. It's got this little kitchen. I'm like, it has a kitchen. <laughs> and she's like, uh-huh. And I, she said, it's this much per month. And I go, I'll take it. She's like, I- I've never seen anybody so happy to move into yeah. this place. Uh, <laughs> well, you used to, you used to kick, cook your eggs uh, with your head on your pillow. You know, yep. it's just right yep. there. So I get it. Yep. Uh. It's, it's a quarter of the price and twice the size of my place in New York. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna like it here. Yeah, you're <laughs> a king, pal. It's like going to like um, Uzbekistan with like a hundred bucks in your pocket. You're a king. Totally. That's what it feels like. I swear to God. Knowing that Brock, like um, I I knew, I knew March, 2020, I knew this was going to be the greatest thing for actors because we needed a full forced stop to go back home or to see Adams. Like, like, no, please. No, but, but no, no, I agree with you. We talked about this all the time. It was like, when, when are, you know, artists and creative people ever like given allowance to just take, a breath right did you did because you we're just so go 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 yeah. go 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 and it's like oh you know no i i want to do that thing but I, i'll work on it one day and you're just the wheels constantly turning and you never get to do that you never get to do that and you're yeah. just you're in perpetual motion and you never have a, a breath to slow down because you can't you can't afford to right. literally you can't you can't afford to, afford to stop and then the pandemic happened and you know while it obviously was fucking terrible and is fucking terrible still it was like oh i'm gonna do that thing i've always said i'm gonna do you know i am gonna write that thing and it'll be interesting to see like in the next five ten years all of the films and plays and things that were birthed out of right having the opportunity to fucking work on it during the pandemic so yep. many oper- so many artistic pursuits and then personal pursuits too. Brock, do you feel like like when we all went back to our our parents' house or wherever we went, if it was your apartment or whatever, you had the full stop. Do you feel like now that people have tasted that break where they did start to pursue their own things and like kind of liven up their spirit and just put a pause on the hustle, hustle, hustle? that now actors are going to kind of be more sensitive to the idea of breaking away and how important that is. Totally. What did you, what did you experience breaking away in terms of your personal like balance and you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, so like, I guess I, um, I was kind of able to get back in touch with my inner child and I explored these things where I was like, I, you know what I I, didn't, I never got to play a finished Pokemon, so I sat and I played put like eat like three different versions of the Pokemon game. I found them like online, God, and God. I played Pokemon different three different games, and I was like, "This is so fun!" <laughs> like, and, and I got into painting, and I got into I started making action figures. I learned how to make action figures. You're pointing. Is there one right there? Bring it. Uh, Let me see it. Uh huh. Do you want to see it? Can I see okay. it? Well, 
Yes. Ah! Okay. Custom custom action figures is a yep. huge market. Yeah. So. Oh okay. my god, that's that's your fucking apartment. Oh yeah, this is my apartment. So Jesus, this, this is super. It's that's, like I love my place. And it's then, a mansion in New York. Yeah. So, so, like, so you, like, you got you got to in a bathroom in a kitchen. This is great. Oh my god. But, this is so okay. So this is my these are these are two. Okay, is, I see Laura and Beatrix. Yep. It's Laura and, and Miss Beatrix, oh and then these are I, like my my favorite video games called Tenchu, and this is Rikimaru and Ayame, and they like I grew up with these this video game, and I was like I want to look for these action figures, and I couldn't find the action figures anywhere, so I was like I'm gonna make I'm them. Gonna Good make man. <laughs> You yeah. found something that's not invented, and you invent it yourself. And now on Etsy, you're gonna—that's your side job done. Yep, that's I made, amazing. I made, a doll, I made a doll of Danny from Midsummer for my cousin Stephanie for her birthday because Midsummer's her favorite movie ever. With like the whole flower thing. Yep. Yep. I just went to the Academy Museum in LA. It just opened in September, and they have the whole flower costume. Oh my god! It's enormous. It looks, yeah, I bet. it's like tens of thousands of little silk flowers. It's oh so my gosh, cool. that's so cool. So these Brock, are, you, it, you you're um, Adam mentioned that you're there. You go. <laughs> I left them left over from her outfit. Um. So Adam Adam mentioned that you're um. You're you're a prize winning bodybuilder. You know, you Whoa. strike me as a very Jesus alpha Christ. alpha male. You're you're. I can tell just from the little window that you're a large man. You're oh, well, a large man. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> growing, growing up in the Midwest, though, you know. Was that kind of your world? It's very easy for a boy to kind of fall into the, the sports thing. And, and that kind of – that's so easy because in high school, it's there. Did yeah. you have the art stuff too? You were into it maybe mentally. Were you into it? Did, did you actually get to do that stuff when you were young? Yeah. Yeah. I was – okay. So so I was um, a very, very artistic kid. I was not – like nobody if, – if, like, like my teachers when I was a kid would have never guessed that I was going to turn into like a bodybuilder or weightlifter – Oh, well, it's Ben Bentley. 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 No, Aww. I went to. I thought I like s- snagged his snout, but he seems fine. Oh. I don't He's think so, I'm paying. Um. So, uh, I haven't yeah, seen. I was, today is the first time I've seen him in two weeks. Oh, this is dad, <laughs> sweet boy. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I was. Um. I was very artistic as a kid. I took art lessons, and I. Um, I was very creative and I was drawing and making movies and like home movies with my friends and, and stuff like that. But my dad was a big, he used to play college football and he was a competitive bodybuilder. Wow. So I was going to competitions when I was about 10 years old. And so I was exposed to that world. And, and I like, I remember doing my homework while he was working out. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to become muscular and so i we had like a home gym in the garage and i would like go weightlift and stuff like that and then when my when i was 15 my dad moved us to florida and so i we went to, we moved to fort myers florida so i started my sophomore year in florida mm. and my dad took me to gold's gym and we i was 15 years old so i'm like starting to work out more with him and um and i was never really big into team sports in school but i did like weightlifting and because I wanted to look like the Dragon Ball Z characters, <laughs> I wanted to look like Goku and Vegeta and Frieza. Uh, <laughs> and so um, I love how much of a nerd you are. Yeah, me oh, too. Totally. Oh my <laughs> like, God. I'm very much. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Love it. Same. Yeah. yeah. And uh, good. 
Um, so yeah, I, I got into weightlifting at the at Gold's Gym and then I got a job at Gold's Gym. So I worked at the Gold's Gym after high school, after school, like for three years straight. And then I, and all this was happening while I was getting more into acting in high school, like in middle school and high school, I was doing musicals and plays. And um, so I was always done just sort of like, like I've never felt the pressure to, well, you can't do this because you're doing that. I'm like, I'm going to do every, anything right. I want. I've, right. I've never been the kid who like was scared to, you know, diversify. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go take painting lessons. I'm going to go weightlift. I'm going to go, you know, do a play and, and like do whatever I want. And so that's yeah. great. I feel like so often the mentality is like, you have to pick a lane. Like right. if I'm not doing I don't want to do sports. I want to do acting. I want to do acting. I want to do sport. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I'll just do all yeah. of it. But it's like, if you have a bow and arrow and you've got one arrow and you shoot it, it's, it maybe will hit the target. If you've got 10 arrows, something's going to hit, you know, and yeah. to have that Swiss army knife of the tools that, uh, that you can bank on, which are going to, you know, end up saving your life and, and giving you a life. The more yeah. things, the more arrows you have, the better the chance to target. Right. Totally. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Did you, did you, when you were getting into the acting thing as a young, young guy in your late teens, did you, of course you loved it and you were doing it, but did you, did you really think that this was something that you were going to pursue professionally? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I always knew since I was a kid that I wanted to get into acting, you know, I would watch a movie with my friends. We'd watch star Wars or we'd watch some action movie and I'd be like, I want to be a part of this. You know, like you guys are, you guys love Spider-Man. Same. I, I love the actors and I want to be on that set. You too? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I grew up watching things I should not have been watching. But, um, yeah, it was just like, I want to somehow be a part of that world. Yep. Totally. So I Like, that takes me to a place, and I want to live there. Yep. I want to get paid to pretend and make believe for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I was, like, the one kid in the class who was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm right. going to do it. Totally. You know what I mean? So many people, it's like, oh, I'm going to, and then, you know, you get to college and you're like, I'm going to get into real estate finance or whatever. And I was just like, nope, actor, full steam ahead. Or yeah, right filmmaker, on. full steam ahead. Yeah. I think there are two types of people when they start to like get to see TV and movies and stuff going into your teenage years. You, you, there, I think it's two types of people. One, they like to watch the wave. They're watching this thing. They're the spectator. They're the audience. They're consuming it. And then the other person is, I want to be, I want to be on the board. I want to be in the wave. I want to be there doing it, you yep. know? So when you started getting through high school and, and college was kind of uh, looming in the distance, what were the things that you did to get to that next level that led you to the next level? So, well, I think, okay. So, so in high school, I went from, uh, you know, like I, I was in Florida and the drama department, my drama teacher was great, but we had zero resources. So I had to, I was like, if we're going to put on a play, I'm designing the costumes. I'm designing the set. I'm doing of all the Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. I swear. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm not about to put on some turd. Like we're going to make this good. And nobody cared about it more than I did. Guys, we're going to Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, so. And I'm um, going to stage manage it simultaneously. Yeah. Just yeah, you yeah. watch. Like, go, go, go. Hey. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. Was it was the good. lead and the usher. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
So, no, but like, we're joking, but I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, I was, I'm like, running rehearsals. I'm like, okay, these are like, Brock, are aren't you? Shouldn't you be backstage? Well, who else is going to see you? I don't trust them to do it. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Your ass down. <laughs> yeah. J24, right there. Yeah, tickets, please. <laughs> was that yeah. easing any pain for you? I mean, a lot of kids, for me, it was, I was in detention constantly. Once I started to do drama and stuff, I channeled my energies in that way. Was that, Obviously, you loved the spinning plates and all that. Was it doing something for you deeper than just like this is fun? Was it giving you this purpose and curbing some sort of adolescent rebelliousness? I'm I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like I had I was such a like in my head kid. And I think a lot a lot of actors are. That's why that's why I say, you know, like when people ask me why be an actor i'm like because i've got a thousand people inside of me. And I if I didn't have acting, I would kind of go a little nuts. Yeah. So that's, that's why I write. That's why I act. That's why we all, I think we all kind of do it. Cause it's just like, I have a thousand people inside of me. That is going to be the name of this episode. Right? <laughs> As Brock is being taken away in straight jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that could be misconstrued. Couldn't it? Yeah. That's kind of like a, I came out of my mouth and I was like, no, it's wait, it's, wait, wait, it's wait. So true, Brock. It's people say I love pretending to be someone else. It's like, no, I have the ability to be all of these people, and there's I can't. I don't want to do that in my personal life. I want to be me in my personal life. Acting is a chance to get to live all those lives, you know, and Absolutely. get paid for it. And and some people don't have that interest. But the great tragedy is for the person who does have the interest and never acts on it. And that's yes. when the, the channeling there is no channel, there is no outlet, you know. And then that's when you have problems and live kind of an unfulfilled life. So. Yeah. So cool. So, so what, what next, what happened once things were kind of taken off for you, knowing that this is something that you wanted to do? Yeah. yeah. So I guess I was so passionate about theater in high school. And, um, and then I, I was like, well, I'm going to go to college for theater. There's really nothing else. Like I'm not going to, I can't, there's like, that's it. There's no other option for me. So I'm going to go for acting. And so my parents were, you know, they were supportive. They're like, cool, go do it. And so I went to university of central Florida in Orlando and I went to the theater, like a, I studied theater and in, in, in college there for four years and it was amazing. And I had made amazing friends and we put on musicals and, and we took class and all that stuff. And it was, I got my, I got my BFA and then I was like, all right, it's time for New York. So I moved to New York city. Why now? New why? York? Yeah. Why New York? So Tommy, you know, don't yeah, step like, on shut my up, questions Adam. like that. <laughs> So yeah, it's always New York or LA, and I had visited both th throughout college. I, I, you know, like we we'd go to LA, we'd go to New York, and I just always was very, very excited by going to Hell's Kitchen. I just felt like I was like, I gotta go, and and I also felt like, well, he loves it. <laughs> oh man, rest what? in peace, ninth. Wait, Avenue Hell's Saloon. Hell's oh, Kitchen yeah. back in the day, or or what do we call it? Green? No, gay Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Well, yeah. what do they, they called it a different name while they were selling real estate and people were like, ah, no, we call it Hell's Kitchen. It was like the Greenville or like some stupid thing. And people were like, no, we're going to continue to call it Hell's Kitchen. I've only but noted it's Hell's Kitchen. The idea, Brock, was it Hell's Kitchen now or Hell's Kitchen back in like all the way up to the late nineties where you had like some crazy shit happening down the block from Times Square? I, I, that is not the Hell's Kitchen that I knew. I knew like fun, exciting Hell's Kitchen. Like I was, I, I, I knew I Hell's Kitchen I was in, in 2010. You know, it was like not what it was before. But, right. um, but I just, just the energy, like, you know, like I said, I know it sounds so stupid, but I was like, the energy of New York City was like, this is where I need to be. And it's, and it really is true. It's like, I, and I knew, I was like, I need to come to New York City 
get my ass kicked. Yes, sir. And it's like, if you can do that, you can go anywhere. So Absolutely, like, Brock. Good I'm, for you. You had we're the idea. Like, we're, we are endlessly um, interested in people's like market that they choose and why. It's so interesting for yeah. different people. And Well, yeah. I'm moving to LA this year. Great. Okay. I'm here. So, so you, got, you got a buddy. Good, Good for you. you. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Brock, I'm not going uh, back to New York. <laughs> so first of all, New York, the energy 100%. I just flew back from New York. And the minute that I got in, and I really hadn't spent significant time there since March 2020, yeah. but it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I mean, the energy of that place is just, there's no other place like it. And, and yeah. it really does hit you. I love that you said, I got to get my ass kicked. That is yeah. so rational. That is so that's such a reasonable. You uh, have to date New York for a while. See yeah. if New York likes you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so did. It? Yeah, I, I, um, I was bartending, so I, I got up to New York and I was like running around, partying, kind of being a dipshit. And then I was, and I was also bartending, and I met this like this guy who was, um, you know, uh, he was like, he was talking to me. He, he's, he said he was a professor at Stella Adler. And I said, I said, oh, Stella Adler, I know what Stella Adler is. And I said, I'm an actor. And he's like, mm-hmm, sure. And I was like, okay. no, I, no yeah. I, I, I promise. I'm Pour the drink, I'm, pal. I'm a bartender. I think that proves it. Yeah, we started talking about art. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But I was like, I started talking about like Arthur Miller and all. He's like, oh, you know, The Crucible. And I was like, yeah, I told you. I went to fucking school for acting. Muscle like, man knows this theater. I, I built know. the cabin. I know my shit. What'd you say? I built the fucking cabin. Built the cabin. <laughs> In the crucible, the set. And I was John Proctor. Yeah, yeah. Come on now, come on. So, um, so we were starting. It was like okay. So he took me serious, and he helped me get into the uh, summer stock. The, not the summer stock. I'm sorry. The summer conservatory. Sorry, so bro. I, can I stop you? This guy was your was your uh, patron at the bar. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting, Adam? We always find the seed, oh and God. it's always some random thing. It's always some random the inciting incident, right? Go ahead, continue. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so he he like saw that I was serious, and he helped me uh, get a scholarship for the summer for the conservatory. And I took class at the summer conservatory, and then he brought my future manager into the bar and said, "This is you know so and so. Don't tell her that she's a manager and that I, I'm setting you guys up." And so she liked me, and um, we just started working ever since. And wow. so from then on, it was like, you know, auditions. So that and- manager is from that guy. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. Continues yep. to be your manager to this day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's- so tell us how things started. You know, sometimes when you sign with somebody, it could be six months, 12 months before you really start like getting in the room and really maybe, maybe booking for you. How did it start? Yeah, I, I guess um, she just started. Uh, she got me into class with Bob Krakauer. Love Bob. Totally Amazing. changed my game. Everyone said, like everyone, I love hearing people say that because it's just the truth. It's like he changed yeah. it for me and uh, taught me how to act on film. And uh, so then I started auditioning, and I think I booked my first real movie in twenty fourteen, and it was called The Outcasts, and it was with Peter Hutchings. He just did the Hating Game with Lucy Hale. And um, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's, he's a very, very great director there. They don't, they didn't, 
go to like big theaters or anything like that. But that was my first big movie. And that was like a huge deal right. to have a, my name on, like they, you know, they wrote my name on a piece of paper and put it in this, like it, it's a, we filmed in a high school, but I had my, like one of the classrooms was my dressing room. And, and, uh, and I was like, my name, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, sometimes you know the first ten movies of an actor, especially like short student indie stuff like that, it never it never goes anywhere. It's the smallest, teeniest skeleton crew type yeah. thing, whatever. You know, yeah. it's all stuff that you like you would use for your reel, but the other actor fucked up, and it's going to make you bad. So you know, yep. <laughs> but for you, you you hit it. You hit a movie that yeah, maybe it didn't play. It wasn't a blockbuster all over the place, but it was a significant film. But I, I did all those student short films and those 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 things too. I, I was I was doing that for a couple of years for sure. I did plenty of those. Sure, but the we're first, you first with, film though was this. We're paying you with lunch, you know, like right. you know, like this I like a, pizza. And and during this period, where did are you a SAG member yet? How did you get your union card? Okay, so I became friends with uh, a very very prominent, very very uh, important person i know that this sounds so douchey of me but it's the truth like i just through friends of friends i met somebody all no important people man Come yeah on. i know i know but but Go just on. through your friends i was like oh homeboy is like a massive he's a huge agent he's a very like very very important agent and i just like met him at a party and he was like oh, you're cool i like you and i was like i like you too and so we've been friends to this day but he um he took like we went to the the sun premiere it was me and him and like a group of people and he introduced me to Julie Yorn, who was doing The Other Woman with Cameron Diaz. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is so-and-so. Uh, put him in your movie. And she's like, okay, email me on Tuesday. So <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so uh, I got my SAG card because he he told her to give me a line in the movie. Now, why were you at that party? It was a premiere. It was a movie premiere. Uh, where you met him. Um, it was like, I, I don't know. It was just like some, somebody some random me. thing, some, right? Again, yeah, some, another, another inciting thing. incident. Listen up and, people. Listen yeah. up. Your whole <laughs> life is being drawn out for you in those stupid little moments that you're not even realizing. So it's wonderful. just networking. It's like being there and networking and meeting people and being nice and like normal. Yeah. Normal. And it's not always <laughs> the person that, you know, a lot of times when you say, Tommy, the people that we've talked to on the show, it's like, you know, somebody. And then that person was like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to put you link you two together. And then it's like, Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. So how was Nick Cassavetes? That's yeah. He he was great. Okay. He's intimidating as fuck. Can I tell you a funny story? Go ahead. Of course. So I'm on the set of the other woman. Right. And I'm thinking I'm just going to be an extra. You know, it's like me and then there's these other two, there's these other two guys, they look like models. And the one guy's bragging because he's going to be the bartender. And we're like, we're the servers and whatever. And so like, there's all these yeah. extras being rounded up. And and so he's getting all These are the people who say they worked with Cameron Diaz. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so, <laughs> so I, um, I was like, okay, whatever. So they bring us over. They're like, all right, so we're going to put you, she points to me. She's like, we're going to put you behind the bar. And I was like, oh, I'm the bartender, bro. And he's like, fuck, bro. So uh, so I go back behind the bar and she, the, the, the lady comes up. She goes, okay, so I think it was Nick, Kess, Nick, the director, was like, okay, so she's going to come up to you. She's going to ask for her order. You're going to sit, you know, just bring her order. And this guy's going to flirt with her. And then that's going to be the scene. And I was like, okay, who? And he said, uh, Cameron Diaz. And I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, cool. So Cameron, yeah, yeah. Like, let me get my – did it get hot in here? <laughs> so Cameron Diaz comes up, and she's so nice, and she's very, very sweet. And she's like, oh, you know, she's asking me where I'm from. And I said, I'm, I'm, I just, you know, I went to college in Florida. She's like, oh, I'm from Tampa. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, like, you're so beautiful. You you know Florida too? You know <laughs> She's like, you from Florida? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the guy – who she's doing this scene with is sitting right here and he's like really quiet. He's got this big beard and the director is trying to tell him like, okay, she comes up to, she's waiting for her order and you're going to flirt with her. So, you know, she comes up and she says order for so-and-so. And I go, sure. I said, sure. No one told me to say sure, but I just said sure. And I, because I said one word on a movie, I get my, my sad. The card. AD department hated you they're yeah. like we have to fucking bump this guy up yep. and pay him he's doing, <laughs> yep. he's doing paperwork big boy with his one line and now uh-huh. he's got a card i said i'm getting my sag card today so uh and, and you just did that because you knew one the scene called for the person to respond oh God, normally so right yeah i wasn't thinking technically like i'm gonna get my sag card i just said sure and that was it because i said that word it's like yeah. and they, they were the first they ad went god Damn, Damn it. it. Well, I think, I think the, like the, the way that it all set was set up was like, my friend asked me, like my friend, I, I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs, but like, I just said, sure. And they didn't say, Hey, don't say sure. Cause we can't like, we're, we're not set up for you to say a word, which a lot of times they will fly in and do that. Be like, yeah, uh, yeah you're not speaking today. Exactly. Like, oh. They let it go. And I just kind of got my card, but Good for you. Yeah. So thanks. That's great. Um, yeah. But the guy, <laughs> the guy um, who was doing the scene with her was like, I think I did background on that movie. You should have spoken something. Go ahead, Brock. Yeah. What, was that, <laughs> did you really? Was that club downtown that we, it was a big club scene. Really? Yeah. Oh, no shit. What is that? Cl- Wait, was it a Netflix movie? It wasn't. No, it went to theaters. Wait, I think. It's it like, like that silver building. It's a it's a nightclub. I don't know. It's down by like boxers and art, not boxers. Um, gym bar and all that. That's gonna bug me. Anyway, but, I don't know. but but for anyone who's like listening, if if you have that opportunity, I've done it on a commercial where you stay close to the client because they need somebody to just have a. They need to insert a shot with somebody holding yep. up a hundred dollar bill, whatever. Uh, similarly hustlers i was asked to get on they were like you know I, we've said this before uh the story uh to to be an extra but it's named and so i said well if he's named then maybe there's a, a line for me in there yeah. and it just so happened that i had that moment too where it's like well, tommy opens the film do you really literally I, I, opens yeah, the film. hustlers i i opened the whole movie and and i it was just it was just me i got a call from grant Wif- Wifley saying do you want to do this I knew though, I knew that I could get a line without being distracting or too much because the person was named. So that happens, you know, for anyone listening, whether you uh, are intending to do it or not, it's, it's a possibility. But like Adam said, you may be asked to shut up. I knew you were, I knew you were in it is when we met, you had mentioned it. And then you had met Patrick and stuff and the, the film came out and we went to Alamo to go see it and the movie starts and it's this one huge long, long shot, uh, two minutes. long shot. And you're like the first person who speaks and we went, Oh, it's like right now. I and he was like, watch it again. I had Holy no shit, idea. Tommy's just like, I didn't, in it from the get-go, I didn't so know funny. it would actually hit, but like when, when the premiere came out, I had 
calls and texts from like my family in the UK. I, I was like, it's oh my funny. god, I guess it, yeah, it's it. <laughs> but it, you know, but that happens. So, so you get the card. You're, yeah. oh, you're but I didn't get to finish my story. Though. Go ahead, go ahead. So, okay, so the the dude sitting there trying to flirt with Cameron Diaz is totally dropping the ball, right? Not going like just not. And, and Nick is like trying to like just say anything to her, you know, like, can I get you a drink? Can I get you a house? Can I get you a car? Like, you're beautiful. What's going on? Like, he's hilarious. Nick, Nick Casabetti is just like improving and being hilarious, giving this guy everything. And right. he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's so nervous. And I, I even say something, about, I give him, a, I was like, why don't you say, you know, like, do you have a mirror in your pocket? Cause I see myself in your pants, like, whatever. Like, and I was like, just joking. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 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 I this was a different time. That's okay. fantastic. <laughs> Different time. Don't ever use that. Don't ever say that. It's not okay. Oh, Lord. But for the movie, I was like, that's what it called for. It called for a bad pickup line. And so uh, he's just not doing it. And he can't, like, he cannot flirt with Cameron Diaz. So later I find out that this guy is Dan Bilzerian. No. Yep. How did he get the role? Paid he in, paid, paid, for, some, he yeah. paid for something. He paid to get on the set somehow. Uh-huh. I don't know. Who is like, this? Dan Bilzerian. He's the guy that's covered in cocaine with a big beard, and he has a six pack and surrounded by a hundred pretty women with oh, large breasts yeah. on Ugh. big boats yeah. and stuff. And with he plays poker. He had yeah. two heart attacks at thirty five back to back or something ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. so he's oh, there, and surprisingly, okay. he can't act on. He yeah, could, like this big playboy dude but alpha male can't flirt with cameron diaz and i was just like when somebody said that there was like you know the, that was dan bilzerian in the movie i was like it took me a moment so i was like wait no way there's no way that that, that was because he couldn't do it he could not flirt with cameron diaz that is so funny yeah it was crazy it was like he yeah i did not know who it was and i just was like when I found out who that was, I was like, there's no way. He was so, like, he was turning red. He was so nervous. And I'm yeah, like, well, it's amazing when you're in it and you have somebody in front of you that you've only seen on television or on a movie poster or something. Something happens where my first yeah. time on set, I blacked out. I only had one line, but I couldn't handle it because Laura Benanti's there and Chad Hodges over there. And I'm just like, ah! you know, you, you just hit the yeah. thing. Yeah. And I mean, you have to log those hours to, to be comfortable, but yeah. obviously somebody like that is, is never going to be able to really hold their own on set. You just yeah. need that practice. But so good for you. What, a, what an experience. Yeah, that was cool. That was a very cool time. And what year was that? That's a good fucking sad card story. Yeah. Thank you. It was wild. <laughs> it was like. That's, that's a, might be our best sad card story. Thank you. It was the right place at the right time. And just, it's like about, it's about having just amount of like, you, just like what you said, like, like you got to take some chances. You can't be crazy. You can't be nuts on a set. You don't want to be that guy. And what you said. Okay. That's fine. It's, it's not really sh- yeah. you're like, hey, do you want that up or down? Or what kind of vodka do you want? And yeah. they're like, hey, hey, bring it down, dude. Bring it way down. Do you guys watch 30 Rock? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen when, every ep- I've when, seen when, every episode 30 when, times. When Jenna Maroney's the dead body and she's like, wait, I'm okay. I'm alive. Oh, and I have I have uh I can, I can see you the played picture. a cadaver on Law and oh, Order yeah. or something. Mind beauty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so it's a it's a um sensibly being like like strong arming your way in in a stylish 
and tasteful manner, some sort of way to like, like a one word thing, you know, where nobody's yeah. going to harp on you for it. Yeah. And you're, you're not distracting. You're not taking away from anything you're adding to yeah. it. Ask right? for, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. Yeah. I like that in, the in, a, in the a good way. Episode. Be cool about it. Be smart, but like, just do it. And if they don't like it, then they'll tell you. High risk, high reward, man. It's a highly volatile pursuit here. And I yeah. just did, a, I'm sending out this really great like seven day email sequence where I'm outlining like all of these things that, that we've, we've come to realize over 10 years. And the reason why a lot of actors just don't make it is because they're unwilling to risk. They're unwilling to go to that audition because I'll risk my side job or they're unwilling to, to go to this open call because I don't really have the the monologue down totally or, or whatever it is, yeah. um, you know, high risk and high reward. The universe really does kind of give you all this stuff and it might take a really, really long time, but a lot of stuff that was, that was kind of handed to me was never handed. It was really worked for. And, yeah. and maybe it wasn't immediate, but it, it, you know, that's something that I strongly believe. Working actors deserve affordable and convenient coaching. That's why we created Book It. America's fastest growing one-on-one -on -one remote acting coach service, all from your device. We're not just coaches, we're working actors too. From Broadway and voiceover animation to TV, film, and commercial. Real actor coaching from real actors. Catered especially to you and your path. Anytime, anywhere, we're here. To train you, to guide you, to prepare you, to book it. For more information, visit workingactorpro.com slash book it. So you risked a lot, you know, you were risk. You're in New York. You could have had a 401k somewhere. You could have had this totally other life, but here you are and, and it's, it's working. And how are you doing in that moment? Are you saying, okay, I'm here for, this is really happening and I am, I am going to kill it. Or were you like, dude, I can barely pay rent. I don't know if I'm going to last. What's your mindset during this time? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I guess it's sort of like, um, I, okay. So the way that I kind of describe this is like when, when I see people being celebrated for graduating high school, I'm sort of thrown off by that because my parents were like, you're going to graduate high school and you're going to college. There's no, like, there's no, like, we hope you do. It's like, you are going to. Right. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, like, cause you guys kind of scare me. And so I think like, congratulations, that's, did I have a choice? Yeah. Like it was no. like, congrats. And I'm like, for what, for doing what I had to do, was told like, to and, do. Right. And it's also, I don't just, I understand that education is a privilege, but like, it's like a privilege that you must fulfill because you have the privilege. So my parents were like, you're not going to mess this up. You are going to graduate and you are going to college because you can, and you will. And where I'm like, got it. <laughs> all of that in a very loving sense, but it was just like, that's, that's, that's sort of the attitude that I kind of took towards to, to, to New York. It's like, there's no, there's no like going back. Like you don't get to go back. Like you're going to go do this and you're going to go audition and you're going to go book something and you're going to become an actor. For some people, I think when they come into the business, they're on this parallel like track, but for others, I think like you, Adam, myself, you move in the day you get there and it is, it's a slope. And you're perfectly fine because you know where you want to be. Yeah. And and other people are kind of like the toes are dipped in. It's like maybe this year will be a little like less. Uh, for you, it's like, no, no, no. I'm here forever and I'm happily yeah. on this sliding slope. It's not yeah. stopping. 
yeah, it's not like, well, if I don't make it in five years, I'm going to leave. And I'm like, then, then leave. Like that's, if that's your idea, then like you got to go, you know, make like, it. What's if, a make it? Yeah. if you, you know? if you want to go do anything else, go do it because Adam this is not that kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, there's no option for like, I am an actor. I'm never going to not be an actor. Like I have to do this. I will never be fulfilled without acting. Yep. And so, okay. so you, your approach was rain or shine Monday, Friday, I'm here and it doesn't matter how bad things are going to be. So say yeah. in the last you got in 20. So in the last, like say six years or maybe the four years that you were there before COVID yeah. um, five uh, for the down, for the really, really rough spots, what did you do to get through it? Um, besides right. observing the, the, that attitude of keep going, what did you right. really do? I wrote, you wrote, I, I wrote. And I, my, I got the, the best piece of advice was from my best friend named Sean Palmer. He was the, he's a Broadway legend. He, um, he played Eric in the little mermaid on Broadway and he played the lead in Saturday night fever on Broadway. He's done lots of stuff. And, uh, he, we should have him on. what's that? We should have him on. Yes. Yeah. He would be fantastic. He's actually, he lives in the real Dublin. He lives in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Not Dublin, yeah, Ohio, huh? Him and his partner, him and his, him and his husband live in Dublin, nice. Ireland. And I like, Sean is like my, do I have a picture of him? Up? Oh my God. Yeah. Let's get him on. That'd be yeah. awesome. He's amazing. Okay. Absolutely. Um, he is like, he is, you know, the, the uh, one thing that got me through obviously was a support system. Everybody needs a very strong support system. And, Sean, and what was yours? Was like, what's that? Parents, friends, colleagues. What, what how did you build it? And, what, who was uh, that was yeah like I'm I'm very very fortunate and like my parents I love my parents we have a great relationship and and people like Sean like I have a couple like a, a couple really close best friends who who just bring me back down to earth and build me up and mm. Sean has been there since I was a little dipshit moving to New York City not knowing anything and I met mm. and he just like he's he has he like I get emotional when I talk about him because it's like he's just he and I have been there for each other through really, really crazy times. And so, uh, you know, but he gave me the best piece of advice. He said, you need to start writing and you need to write stuff for yourself. And so I started writing and I started keeping my eyes open, my, my eyes, my eyes and my ears. <laughs> nice eyes on the side of your head. <laughs> so uh, I started keeping my ears open for like stories that I wanted to tell. And I knew that I wanted to start like, I was like, people do short films. So it's like, let me, let me write a short film for myself, cast myself in the role because nobody's going to cast me in that perfect role. Like that. I, I know myself better than anybody else. So I want people to see me in the best light. And that's like, you have to this write is drama school. This is high school drama all over again. You're just, you're, you're casting, you're writing, you're directing. It's you, you're the boom. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. You're making your own stuff. Awesome. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm a complete control freak. So how do I make this work for me? So, but like you, you really, we, we have to be control freaks because we are our own product. Like, hello. Hey, now come hello. on now. <laughs> we are our C we are the CEO and we are the accountants and we are the product and we are the business. Like we are a, we are a one person business. So you have to like your image and your whatever, like you have to, you know, you got to be in charge of everything. So I wrote a short film and I called it T County and I filmed it, set it in my hometown here in Ohio. We filmed in my parents' cabin and I hired 
my I sh- Sean played my young father. Get out. And then my my college professor, Mark Brotherton, rest in peace. God, I love that man. Uh, he played my grandpa. And so I had my friend uh, um, Christine. She played my she played the love interest, and um, we just made the short film, and we got it into little festivals. And then, so what what happened was another stroke of luck was my agent. Oh, I, I got an agent, and uh, CGF um, Carlton Goddard Freer, and they're amazing, and I love them. And so they uh, called me one day back in 2017, and they said. Uh, Brock, Tyler Perry wants to talk to you. Yeah. And I said, um, Tyler Perry, like the Tyler, like Medea Tyler Perry. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what did I do? And he's like, I don't know, but he's going to, he's going to call you tomorrow. And I was like, oh my God. So Tyler Perry calls me and he's like, is this Brock Eric? I said, yeah. And he says, this is Tyler Perry. And I was like, hi, <laughs> what's up, dude? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? I am, I'm very Come busy. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's great. That's that's great, Tyler. Uh huh. Sure. Tyler, what? Uh-huh. Like, crazy. So okay. he says, "I'm writing a part in this new show, and I think I he, another." Okay, I tell these stories, and it makes me remind. It makes me remember of like how how like everything that I've achieved is just through luck, <laughs> but it's but it's luck mixed with preparation, like like being prepared for that lucky moment because this is the deal. Yes. Mine. Tyler told me he saw my name because I had the same name as one of his other actors, Brock O'Hearn. So he was looking up Brock O'Hearn on Google and Instagram or something like that. And my name showed up underneath his. So he looked me up, saw me, my, saw my stuff and saw that I was an actor and contacted me and said, you might, you'd be right for this new role. And he says, can I see you in anything? And I sent him T County, my short film. And he watched it and he comes back and he calls me. He says, you made this? And I was like, yeah. And he says, you wrote and directed this and you're starring in this. And I said, yeah. And he's like, this is amazing. I, you're my guy. Let's get you uh, down to Atlanta and we're going to film you. And I was like, like, <laughs> yes. So, baby, when, yeah. when you see like, um, so this is all your parents' fault. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my they God. named you Brock. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly, that, exactly. Your name came yeah, up. Yeah. This is, it's like Rocket Man. Or They're like, like we it, get a little bit of those residuals. Yeah, exactly. For naming yeah, you. you can't write that, man. It's like, it's like, yeah, just, it just so happened that one of the most, one of the busiest producers it, in the literally. world saw your little thing. Just so ha- it's like, that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody yeah. hopes to do when they're shooting something is that moment where somebody's calling you saying, I want you. I've, I'm seeing this. Good job. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I won the lottery. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I won the lottery for sure. Like I, that's why like I, people are like, how do I get into acting? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know I was going to segue into Tyler, but that was perfect. That's, yeah. Holy that's shit. How, that's how that happened was from that short, like from like oh Sean told me to God. write, I wrote, I produced a little short film and then Tyler randomly called me and I showed him that short film and he was like, this is great. You're my guy. And so Here's and now here's another thing about like for the listeners talking about like um okay so I was listening to your okay I, I was I loved what um Michael your last podcast Michael Stro oh Kostroff Kostroff yeah I was listening to his to your guys's podcast he's awesome and, he's the best. yeah he's great he was really cool and when he he said something that really really resonated with me he said 
that, you know, everybody, whenever you book something, people will go, maybe they'll have you on longer. Maybe they'll bring you back. And he says, you know, maybe, but I kind of just be grateful to be working that week. And I was like, yes, like I hate, I, I know people are being supportive, but it's sort of like, you know, maybe this could be better. And I'm like, maybe we should just appreciate it for what it is. And I maybe love you that. have no fucking idea how lucky I am just to get that day job. Uh, exactly. Just getting a day player is like, yes. Now, the reason I bring that up is because I'm about to like, 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 I, I agree with I absolutely like I agree with that. The here is the exception was that Tyler Perry moment was I got on. He asked me to do five episodes and then he just like kept me. And like, and, and that again, like, I know that that is, this has happened to a lot of actors that we've had on where they were like, I just thought it was one episode Yes, and then it became five or six and then they became recurring and then they were on so much that they got a fucking SAG award nomination. Yeah. But when they literally got hired, it was like for the one day (laughs) or for the one episode. You were traveling from New York to Atlanta or did you just live there because you were working so much? Here's the fun thing about that is that Tyler shoots an entire season of, of his, of his show in um, 10 days. So I went that people are like, Oh, you have to move to Atlanta now. And I was like, no, <laughs> no nope. We shall. Okay. So the first day I showed up, he's got me scheduled for five. Like, this is what I know. I'm doing five episodes of this TV show and I've got two scenes per episode. And like, so I'm doing 10 scenes and I go and they're flying me down for one day. So I'm like, okay, well, they can't be filming more than two scenes that day because that's just impossible. <laughs> so I'm not even going to really memorize all this. You stuff. don't have the whole season off book. Yeah. Well, that, that's what's about to happen. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, the, the day I get down, I meet with the producer and, and I was like, you know, he's like, so I'm just going to give you the rundown of how this works here. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he says, Tyler shoots, we shoot about 70 pages of script per day. And I was like, 70, which by the way, for those listening at home, the great, the largest number I've ever done is tw- 24 and that's asinine. 24 is a lot. It's usually Adam, what would you say? It's between four, four pages six and eight, eight, six to eight six pages. Eight pages. Like a, an hour on TV. Jesus. Show? Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, I mean, it yeah, depends we- on what elements you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, if you have a but lot of, um, is a, lot. a lot of background, if you're on location, if there's stunts, right. if there's special effects, visual effects, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, you know, but 80 is a yeah. little high. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, we do 70. But, you know, you get to, you get to set and you see the sides and you're like, Ooh, nine. This is a well, big he day. Goes, he, I, I said, We're okay. getting a lot done today. Yeah. And I said, okay, so tomorrow is my one day here. What scenes are we shooting to tomorrow? And he goes, um, you're doing episodes one, two, three, four, and five. And I go, the entire package that you sent me, we're shooting tomorrow in one day. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go home right now and start memorizing. Cause I got to go by. <laughs> like, I was flipping out, but I, I could see, I'm seeing uh Dolly and a zoom at the same, like the, like, yeah, oh yeah, the, the, the raging bull thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was bad, but I, I went home. I, I just worked all night and I had the material. I had already looked at it and I was yeah. like, it wasn't in my bones, but I, I knew what it was, but I like spent all day and I was like, I got, I got to get this. And so I did. And I, I showed up and, oh and I, it was like actor boot camp. Like it was, it was wild. You just, that you we have so many people who have gone down to Atlanta and worked with Tyler and that's what yeah. they all say. Yep. It's, we have a wild. lot of, we actually, we, we've had someone who, who, do, wait, I, I, you guys have someone from the haves and have nots. We have Is a couple. Jeremy? Was it yes. Jeremy Palco? Yeah. And, um, and, and, uh, and Michael Galante. 
Um, we which, have a few yeah. people who have worked with Tyler, and that's what they all – they're yeah. like, that was fucking crazy. I went yes. to school with Aaron O'Connell, Brock. Did you really? Yeah, he's a great guy. I, Aaron is – that dude is so – fucking handsome it hurts to look at him it's terrible and, it's, and it makes me mad because he's the nicest guy too i know all right now brock now flirt with him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you john bazale are you in yeah <laughs> god damn aaron i'm like oh like oh it's yeah oh, it's, it's terrible it's so he has pretty. more muscle in one in his left pec than my entire body it's unbelievable yeah oh my god he's okay such so a cool uh, dude. so you got your doctorate in acting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, wow. Yeah, and, and so then they kept me on, and then he brought me on back. He brought me back for like th- three and a, I did three and a half seasons of that show, and it was amazing. It was what like an experience. Yeah, it was so much fun, and we got like the best thing about it was like you could, you know, you didn't have to cancel any other jobs because you were going to be done in two weeks. And when was this? When you were wrapped? Uh, what year? Nineteen. So, uh, okay, so I did one. I did a. Uh, I did like one season in like May of 2017 and then we went back January of 2018 and then September 2018, we did season like, and I that was my third season. And then I think one last, and then the, the, the fourth time I went, the fourth time that was like the, the, the last season I did was the summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. So each one of those times I went down to Atlanta, I was there for about 10 days, two weeks, and we filmed and, um, you know, every day, like some, like, like I would get down there and I, I might be off for two days and then I'd show up and then like, I'd be on the schedule and I'd have a really full day or like some days I'd go on and I'd only have two scenes in the morning and then I was done. I mean, Tyler does not, Tyler is, it's such a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And Tyler does not want to be there any more than you. Like he does. He's like, let's get this thing done and get the F out. Did you, you have know? him? I dinner reservations from- tonight. Let's yeah. yeah. Did you have imposter syndrome when you were there? I mean, here you are coming into New York. You're this kid from Ohio. It's it's your first big, big, big show, and it is a lot of stuff going on. So, how were you? How was your head? So, um, I know this is not relatable content, but like, I kind of, I, I, I yes, the first time, yes, the, you're the new guy on set, right? And yes, I did. Like the first time I showed up, I was like, oh god, I'm the new fish. But also. I'm, I'm hired. Like, like Tyler saw something in me. I'm just as, I'm just as worthy of being here as you are. Right. And so like whatever things I had in my head, it was like, it didn't matter because I was like, I needed to show up and do the job. And And, you know, the reason why Brock, you, you, I think came to that natural observance is because you got your ass kicked in New York and some people want to be an actor and they're ready for the zoom uh, sessions and all that stuff. But you're not going to be an actor because you've, you have not jumped into the shark infested waters that when you get out, you know that you can swim in shark infested waters and sharks aren't a problem anymore. Neither is an orca, neither is anything because you've gone through it. So you, you knew exactly what you were getting into in New York and here you are able to handle yourself because you were in those waters. Yeah. And the more you're in the industry, the more you are so hyper aware of how many gatekeepers are in this industry that when you are on set, you're like, it took a lot of fucking people to get me 
to be it's here. It's a miracle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a miracle that you were there My in that people moment. submit me. Out of all those hundreds, I was selected to be brought in. Out of all of those guys, then they took me to the director and the producers and the head of the studio who all have to decide. And yep. then the, you know, and it's like, it goes through a lot of people. So when you're on set, it's like, it's not like, oh, I just read for this and the casting director put me here. It's like, it goes through a lot of fucking people. Yeah. So I love your mentality of like, no, no, no. I belong here. Yep. I belong here because all of those people chose me to be yep. here. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was another thing that, that Tyler, I learned from Tyler is he said something and it's, I have his book and I read it in his book, but I've also like, he, he, you know, just being able to sit and have lunch with Tyler is just like, you know, like, how do you have time for this? That? Who gets that? You know, but I, but I was, I just, I, I, I was like soaking it all up, like just listening to every word that he said. And, and he said that he went, when he was starting out, he was at some party and it was like just every, every famous like person that you could, you know, it was, there was a lot of, a lot of like, like prolific writers and actors and directors and filmmakers. And he was there. He was so nervous. And somebody said to him, you know, you deserve to be in the room just as much as anyone else does. And he said, and that's sort of what he, his whole thing was like, you deserve to be here just as much as anyone else does. And I was like, you know, I, I don't want to see, like, I, I'm not trying to be cocky or arrogant, but like, you have to be confident in the fact that, you know, like, you, you know, and, and they can smell. And the there's no the time for like, oh, no, it's not. D- 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 shut up. You wanted to do something. Now you're giving the allowance to do it. Shut the fuck up and do it and keep moving forward. My God, stop yes. apologizing for because like wanting to have done arrogant. something so insane. And when somebody gives you the fucking like, go through the door. Now's your time. No time for this. Let's keep it pushing. Just do it. Right. <laughs> it's almost well, that's almost God. more arrogant than like just owning it and moving on. It's well, because like, it's like, it, okay, it, we don't have time for you to have that, like... Exactly. Right. Either you're in or you're out. Let's go. Yes. And it's not really confidence. Anybody can have confidence. It's more self-esteem. Yes. How esteemed do you feel about yourself? Do you feel yeah. like you deserve to be here? And part of the nightmarish three-job, uh, a year drought, uh, all that crap that you have to deal with is, is fueling the self-esteem, knowing I deserve this because all these people in this room they could not handle the stuff that I went through. It was my, it was my cross to bear. It was my path and I got through it. And the harder your path, the stronger you feel when you walk into that room and, and the more concrete that esteem is where you say, no, 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 no. I absolutely deserve to be here. I bled for this. Right. And, and, but, imposter syndrome i i I will say though like the imposter syndrome is always going to be there you're absolutely right to like like meryl streep has it tom hanks kate winslet everybody has like yeah i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but they don't know that and they don't need to know that right and so you're an actor and i'm an actor so like (laughs) you know like because there's a thousand people in you brock exactly exactly there's a thousand people in me but and none of them know what they're doing. <laughs> but but yeah, like the Brock York story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's your memoir uh, title. <laughs> but, but like right now, I'm working on producing this movie, and I'm like, I've never produced a movie, but I like somehow. I, Is this somehow, test? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you guys look like look that up. 
we know all about you, Brock. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on, I'm working on producing this movie called test. And, and I just like, I've never produced, I've never, like, it was my first feature I've ever written. This is like the first movie I've ever tried to produce. And so, yeah, I'm like, I literally, I definitely have imposter syndrome, but like my team needs me to like never show that and get over that. And like, you know, like if, if yeah. every movie, every script was someone like somebody, every, every filmmaker wrote their first movie, you know, like every, every actor, every actor, their first audition. Exactly. You know, you got to like, you have to, you know, you have to do the first thing. And then from then on, it just, it opens up that door. But like, imagine if Martin Scorsese never made a movie because he was too scared. And that's like, somebody has to write these scripts. Why can't it be me? I love it. I just wrote a Jack Black next, was next in fucking uh uh Dead Man Walking. He's one of like the siblings and you're like he's in this? Like right. everyone starts somewhere, yeah. you know? What were you saying, um, Tommy? I just I just wrote we just have a, a new course coming up where we're talking about what god damn it, what did we just talk what did we just say? What were we just saying? I'm I lost about it. being like writing something like being the Everyone like, had their first. Everyone had their first um Oh, if all if 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 actors didn't act every time that they felt scared or like they were imposter or a fraud, we wouldn't have any actors. Oh, every yeah. actor, every yeah. actor either has had this feeling while they were starting out or has it currently. And yeah. if if actors said, "Oh no, 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 I'm scared and I don't think I deserve this and I don't think I'm supposed to be here eating at this table." If all actors if anybody got out of acting because of that reason, we just wouldn't have actors yeah, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We all are just as scared ever as everyone else. Like, yeah, absolutely. Everybody um, wants to do, everyone wants to do a good job. Everybody wants to be the best they can be. And we all everyone's self-conscious. Like, totally. Everyone's but like, yeah, but like, they don't, but that's like the directors don't care. I don't like, I don't need to know like how scared you are. I need you to stand in this mark and hit your line and say your line and do it right. And then we can be done. You can yeah. go home and eat and drink beer. <laughs> and the more that you do it, the more, the more out of your head you become because you're so familiar with Mike, who's the boom, Jennifer, who's props, you know, all yeah. these people, you know, the gears, you know, this machine. Yeah. And I am so aware Can of women not else boom operators that I'm <laughs> that I'm wow, not aware probably. of my <laughs> my my deficiencies and yeah. and the, the the my shortfalls because I'm just focused on other things. You're out of your head, so the more you yeah. do it, the less kind of in your head you are, and it's easier to say, "All right, let's get this scene. Let's go. Let's treat this like an indie film and go drink some beers or whatever." Yep. Right? And, and the boom ops going, "I've never done this before," but I yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm so, yeah. Yeah, you're in frame. Is that a good thing? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, the, and the engineer's oh. like, "Oh my god, I knew it was his first day. It was so stupid to bring him on." <laughs> but, yeah, and uh, the first. So the thing is, with the Tyler Perry set is like, you don't have time to question yourself, right? You there. Time you get, is money on set. You get one take, and then he's like, "All right, that's great. We're moving on." And you're like, "Was was that okay?" And he's like, "If he didn't say anything, then you were fine." Right. You know? yeah. Brock, so, you like, talk a lot did about it, did it, Michael, ahead. in our last episode, didn't he say that? Like when somebody says who's I think it was Michael's episode, he goes, When they say cut, you're good. You're fine. If they needed something else, they would have asked for They'll it. They'll let you know. Yeah. 
Like, and don't so that should be the confidence of like, oh, we're good. If the director who's going to go have to edit this and still be with it for another year, year and a half, right. if they decide that we're moving on, you should take that as you're good yep. to go. Because we already like, have 20 wait, things going on. can I get on. another, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't like the way I did that last one. It's like, oh God, oh God. You're like, <laughs> we're, we're on to like the next two scenes already, pal. Like yeah. we already did it. We wasn't it, wasn't it Patch who asked Clint Eastward for another take? And yeah. And they were like fully moving on. He was like, can I do one more? And they were like, <sighs> okay. Yeah. Let's do one more for Patch. Which is, yeah. yeah. Like he goes, oh, let's all. And he's like, and oh, and I fucking, we're like, well, was it a good take? He was like. It was the take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Patch. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Um, Brock, you have- I can just hear a record about... scratching and everyone like looks at Yeah, yeah right, right. Goes, uh, get off my fucking lawn. Brock, oh. you've talked a lot about luck. And as an Irishman, I do believe there's luck out there. But for actors, you're taking your number every day. And eventually that number is called. Success is when opportunity meets readiness. Yep. And you were ready with- you know, the willingness to be in the right place at the right time in New York. You wrote your, this project, which literally got you in the, in the, in the door. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if it was luck because what I see from actors when they decide to do something and they were supposed to be in this business, the roles find them. And it's so poetic and beautiful how the right roles find the right person. And it is not, I don't think luck. I think it's like the thank God you were here at this moment, yeah. but you were there at that moment because you were driven that morning to take your number again and be there on that street corner. So yeah. of course yeah. your flag's going to fly. The wind's going to pick it up, but the flag has to fly. So you've, you've put up this flag every single day since you started really since you were a kid. And now you're getting to enjoy the rewards of this highly volatile uh, pursuit. And it must feel incredible to have something in your heart and to listen to it. And then know that that something was real and true. That, thank you, Tommy. <laughs> like, and well, you have a mansion you, in Ohio. Is, it's yeah. incredible. I mean, it's an incredible feat. It must yeah. feel incredible to know like, ah, oh, man, I was right. I was, I was right. I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And it, yeah, I mean, you guys know it's like, it is a ton of hard work. I mean, we, like we sacrifice things that we don't even realize we're sacrificing to do this. And so, yes, you're right. I joke about the luck and all this stuff, but, but yes, like you, you have to, for those, for that luck to even be possible to, to exist, to happen, you have to work your tail off to get to that day and that place where the lucky thing happened. Like mm -hmm. you don't just show up and like something goes on. Like you, 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 you're absolutely right. You, you must, that, that little bit of luck plus 99% of the work. That's right. how it happens. It's all Amen. the behind the scenes hustle that nobody sees. Totally, totally, yep. totally. But when you get it, you go, fucking finally. It's yes. been so long. I've paid so much money for all these things, yeah. done all this sacrifice, and now I find but what everyone else sees is, oh, you got this. And you're like, I did. You should see the iceberg below the water, buddy. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Right it's on. Like, oh, you're after that's so cool. And I want to go like yeah, you have so no cool. idea. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. It's so great. It's so fun. Brock, you uh I I, I know you have a um, a project coming up, test. Can you talk to us about anything coming up for you additionally that we can see you in or or even anything in production like test you can talk about? I don't have anything in the moment uh that's that's coming up right now. It's sort of a, a little bit of a Nobody peaceful, does. 
peaceful time. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tyler and I are in discussions. Uh, yeah, we went to lunch. Things, things are happening. Uh, no, there's really like it's just really kind of quiet. But like test, test is like my big my big moment right now. I'm working on a second follow up script called Pitbull, and um, that one life so, and times like, of the R and B genius. It's about yeah, it's about Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's been a fun interview guys uh, yeah yeah <laughs> no, okay was, cool last so last year we were talking about like being able to work on the thing that we wanted to work on uh while the world was shut down and i was like okay i've got this script and you know i'm working on tests and we're working on making this thing happen like i don't have anything i'm, I'm not writing anything and i want to write again and so i'm very very serious about um dog rescue advocacy and so that's, I was like, well, my next, yeah. So my next script is going to be about, um, you know, like I, I became a, a pit bull foster. Uh, I have like, these oh. are my, these are my little, these are my babies that I fostered. That was Saint. Oh, that's and, sweet. Um, yeah. This is Dakota. And, um, and this was Boom. Um, this, that's, that's Boom. This was oh the, gosh. like, I don't know if you can see him. He's, he is. Oh my uh, gosh hilarious and so they stay with you huh they did yeah i fostered in new york city and um it was the best thing i'd ever done honestly like it was like fostering dogs was the best experience i've ever had in my life but i wrote this new script called pitbull and it's about um this guy who uh, uh you're like sorry i got off topic it's about the r&b star yeah um, yeah about back to mr worldwide oh uh, <laughs> and uh so uh yeah it's about like it's about dog fighting which is like awful which is yeah. the worst thing. If you ever like really get serious about reading about it, it's the worst thing in the world and it's disgusting and evil. And so the movie is about dog fighting. Hey. Okay. Wrong yeah. Thing. How about that? But it's a, it's like a, it's, it's like a serious, it's like a pretty, it's a good, it's a good script that I'm working on, but it was, I have all this time. So I got to work on it last year and then we had a reading of it last month in Los Angeles. And, um, so that's what I'm working on now is working on getting this script in a good place so that once we finish test, I want to, we can work on Pitbull. Awesome. Right on. Yeah. Good for you. Speaking man. of dogs and movies, this is random. Have you ever seen the film white God? No, no, it's foreign. You have to see this film. What it is it? Is, it's what? not what you think it is. And I can't really say anything, but like, okay. just look at the fucking poster for it and you'll be like, I'm in. It's incredible. Oh it's my like god! The most, yeah, it's like the oh most dogs god. that have ever been on camera. It's the most amazing movie. Oh. You have to see it. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it's streaming right now. It is a fucking awesome. Oh my god! And you will go. How did they do this? Yeah, it's spectacular. Oh my god! I love this. Check it out. I don't remember so if it's great. German. It might be German. Yeah, it looks like it's it Swedish. Like... I don't remember. Yeah, I saw it a few years ago. But you have to see it anyway. You're making a dog movie. You have to watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I love it. Also, um, also, uh, Air Bud. <laughs> I knew you were going to really say good. something. It's fucking so good. Stupid. It's so good. It's a water, a high water mark in cinema. <laughs> um, um, Brock, what would you say to those who are? coming up maybe like out of college and are like oh how do i get started or you know people who have been doing this but you know are feeling stuck you know what would you kind of say to people based off your experience in this wild 
uh, industry. Uh, if anybody wants to become an actor and if ever anybody wants to um, really take it serious and really, really do it, I, I say you have to, you have to move to LA or New York pretty much 98% of the time. You kind you have to be there um, and you got to take class, go take class, go sign up for an acting class. Even if it's not a good one, go sign up for an acting class because there might be one person in that class that you become friends with that says, Hey, I took this class and this was really great. You should go take it. Or, Hey, I'm working on this side project. You know what? You're really funny. We can do a movie together. Like that's how you network. And that's how the most accessible way to become like to network and make friends who are actors, because it's not, this is a very, you know, you guys know, this is so collaborative. This is, you know, like you surround yourself with like minds. Yes. Right. Exactly. And so go see plays, read your plays, go take classes and like, <clears throat> and listen and open and, and, and be open to, to listening and, and picking up what you can. And it will have, like, if you, like, if you build it, they will come. If you go there and if you go to class, things will happen. You will book a job. If you're 50 years old and you're in the Midwest and you're like, I, F fuck everything. I want to go be an actor. Like people will tell you like, it's impossible. You're not going to be an actor. Like, yeah, they can. They 100% can. Like, like it, the, the, the dude in, in Ohio who's 55 and you know what? Like if he moved to New York and like started taking classes, somebody's going to see him. And if he really worked at it, like he's going to keep, he's going to eventually find an agent that likes him and he's going to eventually go to an audition and he's, he at some point you the chances are you're gonna book something are you gonna become a celebrity what i don't if know if you're wanting to then you're you're not supposed to be you're, an actor exactly that's not reason. that's yeah exactly you, you like it is absolutely possible to be a working actor right on everyone thinks that like being an actor like everyone it's so frustrating sometimes when people have this like only like they they only think that the people who are actors are the famous ones like there are so many working actors that you don't even know. Michael Kostroff last week. Jesus Christ, look at his resume. Uh, yeah, he was in everything. He could walk into a restaurant and you wouldn't know who he was unless right. you like saw those shows. But he is never not working. Do you know? And how much money is he making from residuals? Or like, just the fact that you're making you're making a decent living wage, and that's awesome. Like yeah. that's amazing. Or you have a dream and you get to do it every week. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's like <laughs> how many years do you go? Well, didn't book anything that year, and he just gets you know he's what I mean. Crushing it's like it's, it, yeah, yeah, he's working more. Yeah, he's working more than any of us, and it's right. like, damn, dude. But yeah, it's absolutely doable. But you have to like, you have to be, um, you know, you you have to be present. You have to be grateful, and it's so hard because I'm the worst at it. I get so in my head sometimes, and that's when I call Sean, or that's when I call my friend. Like I like, uh, you know, and I'm like, please ground me, please bring me back to reality. Cause I am like, you know, I love being in Ohio and I love it here, but sometimes I'm like, uh, Oh, and also don't scroll on Instagram. Don't do it. Comparing your, your path to other people. You mean? Yep. Don't yeah. do it. No, get, get off Instagram. That's you poking over, over the hedges, looking at all the green grass from everybody while they do the same thing to you. And then you have a terrible, terrible day. Yeah, great way to start a morning is on the shitter scrolling through other people's professional victories. What? Don't do it. Like for the past two weeks, I have been challenging myself to like the only thing I do is I open Instagram to check my DMs and right. then I close it. 
and I have had the best days. I swear to God, my mood has my mood has increased, and I'm like, I'm in such a good mood. Why? It's like, oh, because I'm not like I don't want to kill myself because someone like whatever because right. yeah. everyone's doing better than me. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's great advice. Yeah, but I check um, the. Bro- uh, where where are you on um, on the Insta? What's your handle? Tell us how we can find you. If there's oh someone someone listening who wants. Speaking of not being on Instagram, what's your Instagram? Yeah, what yeah, is here's it? my social media. You should look at everything I'm doing. At least they know media. you check your DMs. I do check my DMs. Absolutely. Um, oh my god, I'm such a dickhead. No. Uh, so my Instagram, uh, <laughs> I'm at Brock Yurick. Y u r i c h. Y u r i c h. That's right. And I also do, like, I get on, I've, I've got the Twitter, not very active on the Twitter. And um, I think that's about it, honestly. I don't do TikToks and I don't do the, the same, whatever's. I don't stuff. even know what TikTok is, to be totally honest with yeah. you. Yeah. You're not a teenager, so you don't need not, to. I'm not. Okay. Lovely. Um, Brock, I think you're a treasure. Brock, I think that shit. I'm so happy that you started our first, we were, this is the first recorded episode of the year. Um, so what a way to start it off, man. I, I'm thank so thank you so much for joining us. This was thank you guys for having me. This is amazing. This is so, so fun. insightful and inspiring. And uh, yeah, you have killer stories. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, yeah. Wonderful man, journey. You've man. had an awesome and journey. Do, oh, God, uh, that's, just, do... that's just the surface. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. like, yeah, I got you, we'll, we'll come back for round two later if you want. Love it. But, Let's um, do it. Yeah, I'm around. Please, uh, please look I'm, me up when you get out to the West Coast. And, yes, uh, absolutely. You, know, you got I do plan on moving it. Like, I, like I do plan now that like I, I know they say now that the world's opening up. I know that things are crazy. Crazy things are still happening, but I do think that twenty this year at some point I'm like I got to move to LA. You know, like what I just said about being in New York or LA. This was a really lovely break. This was an amazing time I had in Ohio to reset and like figure out my next move. And I I know that LA is my next move. Right on. What part do you think? See yourself oh. in New York. Let's go out in Hell's Kitchen. Where, Where do you, you live in New York? I'm in Long Island City. Okay, cool. Okay. Yep. And okay. I work in uh, Hell's Kitchen. So. Where do you work? Don't tell mamas. I love don't. I, tell I've mamas. done lights and sound there Great. for like nine years. Are you kidding me? My yeah. one of my good friends, Erica Deal, used to sing there, and she used to serve there. And I would go watch her, and like that's when I first moved to New York. We both kind of moved to New York at the same time, and I would go sit, and we would just I got another one of my support systems. She was amazing. Like we, I love Don't Tell Mamas. That's a fun place. It's crazy. Is that a forty sixth and, and ninth? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Restaurant row. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I used to live on forty sixth between ninth and tenth. That was the last place I lived. One of my dearest friends in the world lives on that block 449 west 46th street that was my apartment oh my gosh <laughs> look at yeah, that it's a great neighborhood yeah. yeah next time you're in new york let's go out and house yeah absolutely and then what part of la are you in i'm in calabasas Cal- I- yes we're in, the, we're in the canyons baby <laughs> we're in the canyon it's great okay okay you'll cool. come and you'll you'll check it out i'll take okay. you up the mountain all right perfect <laughs> right on. Brock, thank you Brock. so much thank you guys this was thank you so much such an awesome conversation by. absolutely likewise thank you Thank you. Have a good one. What a guy. Yeah. Amazing. What a great start to the year. Yeah. What I I admire him for so many many reasons, but I think he is the, uh, he demonstrates the, the idea that if you just throw yourself out there and you just keep going, like 
Yeah. You get a call. You, you, the most unbelievable things can happen to you. And it is not luck. It's you being there and fulfilling like your destiny or the reason you were supposed to just live. You're, you're living out your purpose and great things come when you, uh, do it in spite of the fear and the risk and all that stuff. What a, what a good guy. Yeah. So yeah, that was great. What a, what a good episode that'll be. And I think people get a lot out of it. Well, everybody, another week. Um, we will see you next week for an all new episode. You can find out more about before the break and how to become a working actor at workingactorpro.com. You can follow us on Instagram at before the break pod and working actor pro check out Adam's stuff at adamdecarlo.com and follow him at that Adam DeCarlo. You can see my stuff at tommybeardmore.com. Follow me at Tommy beyond. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a rating and write a review. If you like what you heard, check back next week for an all new episode with an all new guest, Adam. All righty. See you next week. Thank Video. you, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Before the Break. The hosts are Tommy Beardmore and Adam DiCarlo. Cover art by Amanda June Boucher. Music by Benjamin Sterley. Before the Break is recorded live from Los Angeles and New York City.